Fuck skeletons. Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 131. It's the Box Cutters Night of Nights. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Mr. TV. You went there. I you did. went there. <laughs> David Knox from TV Tonight. How are you? I'm well, thanks. You promised you wouldn't, though. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm a liar. To my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. It's, uh, it's been a big week of television. A big week for the Australian television industry. Not one, but two. Not two, but three sets of awards. Channel 10 almost won the week. They did almost win the week. Oh, in Melbourne, they actually did win the week. It's, which is amazing. That is, yes. Congratulations to them. We had uh, the Antennas, we had the Fuglies, and we had the Logies. We had, uh, we had Big Brother going on. We had uh, Biggest Loser finishing. Uh, so you think you can dance? Well, that finished uh, that, the Sunday yes, before. On the Sunday. It's, it's been a it's huge been week. It's full on. A huge week of television. We're going to cover some of it later on in the show. We're going to also talk to James Talia, who will hopefully have landed. He will hopefully have landed in, uh, in, in a plane in a country somewhere. I don't know where he's coming from or going to. A mystery non-Australian destination, unless there's something you haven't told us, Josh. Uh, no, there's no- nothing I haven't not, told you. It's not I'm, coming I'm, through uh, customs at Tuller right now? I'm sure, Brett, that there's, uh, there's something I haven't told you, but it's also something I don't know. That's, that's what I was saying. Fair I have enough. no idea. Uh, we are going to do a Logies wrap-up as well. Uh, David, you're looking I, I went, very, yes, I, very I'm looking very jaded weary. because... I did go to the red carpet, um, which I've done for a couple of years now, and I've, I really haven't stopped working ever since. Didn't go to any parties, didn't do the media room because that's a waste of time. Well, it's not quite a waste of time, but it depends what your um, ambitions are for the media room. We can talk about that too. It's, it's, if, um, if they had wireless networking in the media room... I think they, actually, I think they probably do now. So couldn't you couldn't you just do the no, live look, blogging the, from there? The thing is, I find the media room is more about photos. It's more about getting right. a photo of the winner holding up the trophy and okay. what frock are you wearing, right. right? And it tends to be the media room, whether it's something like AFIs or Logies or whatever, because they bring the first winner through, right? After they've won, they wheel them through to the media room. There may be a question or two from the floor of, of the journos and then and then photographers. While that's happening, they actually turn down the sound on the monitors. Right. And so then the next one comes in and you're thinking, but I didn't even see them win. You see? because yes. So it just becomes this whole uh, assembly line. By the time you get to the end of the night, you have not seen the Logies. Well, you're not there to watch. Well, I am. I want to see the bloody thing. <laughs> So I'm not there with a unless as I say unless you're there with a camera to get a photo of Kate Ritchie holding up the gold, it's you know, you're actually actually better off to go home and watch it even though it's delayed on the live broadcast by about forty minutes thirty forty minutes. The insider speaks, and you're under in, you're under embargo in the media room anyway, right? So I couldn't say any more even if I had the the Wi-Fi and the laptop until right. it's actually aired on the Channel Nine signal. Ah. Oh. So you can't actually do live blogging because you you have to wait for the... You have to you wait. You could write it, but you then could, post it as soon as it you was could, announced. Yes, you could. 
That's you could do it that way. But what a pain in the ass. It, well, you'd have to keep track of everything. It'd be a nightmare. And plus, I'm also now adding. I don't know whether you've seen, but hey, I'm now adding screenshots from shows from the broadcast signals as yes. well. And I can't do that from the from the green room, from the media room. So bugger it. So I went home and watched it. Little USB uh, tuner card. Listen to you, Mr. High Tech. <laughs> Put I, uh, out your rabbit ears. I, I, I just rely on uh, on texts from people who are in the audience who aren't under embargo. That's true, they're not. And I did think about lining that up as well because you're only under embargo. The media are actually only under embargo when you're there at Crown. Yes. So um, I could have I been a bit of a spoiler. As it is running the blog and doing these sort of live events now where we have, whether it's dance or loser or whatever, I'm already finding people in WA and South Australia going, you spoiled it for me. Oh, well, you know, move to a real part of the yeah. country. And, but- I, and I, <laughs> I, I kind of warn them that I'm going to be doing it. And, but I also find that there's just as many people that actually like to get it ahead of time as well. So, you know. And, and I, I have to say, uh, it, it is quite hard sitting there watching the show and then having the laptop next to me hitting F5 all the time trying to refresh my screen to see what else you've posted. <laughs> Just use the uh, the web developer plugin for Firefox and put on the uh, auto refresh. Oh, oh, oh! Listen to yeah. you, Mister High Tech. We've also got uh, the box cutters quiz answer to last week's uh, question, which was not such a toughie. Well, yeah, Although, not such a toughie. Interestingly, I think about half of our entrants had uh, all had the same erroneous uh, citation. Yes, it really seemed like they were copying off each other's works. So that'll mm. be coming up later on. Uh, also, some pork. As always, though, we're going to kick things off with the box cutters news. As we mentioned earlier on in the show, it was a big week of awards and one of the sets of awards, probably the most important set, were the Fuglies, which were announced uh, a few days before the Logies. They're always announced on the same day. On the same on, day. Oh, on the same, sorry, I should, well, it's on the Friday. Yeah, he yeah. does it on the Friday. He, he, Anthony flies down from Brisbane. He's, he's terrific. He's been doing it now for about seven years, I think, seven or eight years. Crazy. And it started out as the gag, of course. It's now about uh, he gets. I think he had about eleven thousand votes this year, so that's impressive. Um, and he flies down previously at his own expense, previously um, to stand outside Grand Casino on the footpath and read them out. I went along one year to cover it for Screen Hub, and he was literally standing there reading out a list to me. <laughs> and I said, "Come on, you gotta, you gotta get a ceremony together." So this year, what did he do? Well, this year he had a sponsor, right. uh, a bottled water company, which I believe um, I believe probably paid for him to come down and have his ceremony across the road from Crown Casino, at which he had uh, empty chairs with uh, bottled water sitting on them with a little name. Little Each chair had, you know, Jackie O or David Koss written on. I went down again. Again, there were, weren't many more people than just myself. And he was there. With, he had a milk crate podium. And he, and he read them out to, again, to nobody. So good on you, Anthony. We love you for doing it's, the Fuglies. It's great fun. It, it, it is great fun. And uh, it, always, it, it is always fun to see who Australia votes. And this year, most hated show. Was the Gladiators. Which I am shocked at because y- you both know how much I love 
gladiators. I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. In fact, Which was, is surprising because you're not a seven-year-old boy. I know. But you know what? Deep inside, there is a seven-year-old boy. I wasn't mm. surprised to see it on the list, but I was surprised that it took it out. Yes, because what else was up for, for nomination? Uh, for? Monster House. See? The Mint. Well. Uh, I was really pleased to see Border Security was in there. Yes, Border Security, you know, both uh, nominated as uh, as uh, most popular uh, factual, most popular factual show at the Logies, at the Logies, correct, and and, and also most and hated worst, show and worst TV show in the Fuglies. So yes, the Gladiators took that out. Carl Sandilands took out male TV personality. I just couldn't believe that uh, out of the question was was down in the worst TV show, um, but also that how how did the Power of Ten get fourteen percent of the vote on that? How did I think th- a lot of it's to do with timing of when the actual nominations are open and what's fresh in your mind. But surely not that many people actually watched it, did they? P- Power of Ten. Power of Ten. Yeah, like. Uh, oh, I don't know. I reckon. I reckon the people that vote in these sorts of things that tend to be you know like us TV fans, and will look at something that's new. They'll, no. they'll watch something purely out of interest. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> and, and watch something before it's axed. So, so what was that? What one and a half out of ten people voted for uh, for Power of Ten? Uh, Power of Ten got uh, yeah fourteen percent. Yeah, so I was putting it into a Power of Ten. Oh, thank so, you. Yeah. yeah, I know I don't look like Steam Jacobs, but um, so yes, Carl Sandland's got. Mm, Worst male TV personality just ahead. No, actually, he took it by a long shot. He was 43% over his nearest opponent, which was Daryl Summers on 15%. Which says a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's, if, you're, if you're more hated than, uh, than Daryl Summers, which is, you know, hating Daryl Summers is a national pastime. David Rain was in there. What? Yeah, David Rain was third. Really? Why is there such hatred of David Rain over, think- over people like Richard Wilkins? I think people are still angry about that uh, Channel 9 late-night soap possession, which David Rain was in. Oh, but you're going back now. Come on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People are still angry about it, though. Long memories. <laughs> Long memories. Um, Miff Warhurst got most spankable she again. Did. I have to tell you, I actually met Miff on Saturday night. I went to a Foxtel launch for... Project Runway Australia. Ah. And she was lovely. And she didn't know about the fugly that she'd won, so... Uh, really? I had the pleasure of telling her, so she was very happy. Because that's, that's two years in a row, isn't it? I think it's, it's, it's at least two. It could even be three. It's fantastic. Yeah. And so she's, you know... The good thing is about the Fuglies, and I spoke to quite a few of them on the red carpet about it as well, they're well aware of the Fugly Awards. They may not know that they've just won two days previously, but they know what they are and they, 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 they wear it as a badge of honour, providing it's a good one, of course. <laughs> I'd, I'd really like to see Anthony, because does he send out invitations or does he just have the chairs there? No, no, he's, I think he's still hopeful, optimistically hopeful. Is that a... Oxymoron, um, that that uh, or tautology, tautology. That, that some that someone will turn up, but uh, so far nobody yet. No, I think he had um, voters this year actually writing acceptance speeches, and I think he might have posted them online. Oh, that's funny. Mock well, acceptance good, speeches. Good on him, and it uh, is. And I look forward to it next year. Yeah, maybe we can uh, organise a, a box cutters contingent to, get him to in. go and be Should get him to come do an interview. Oh, definitely love that if uh, if he's going to be in town for long enough. Rather than just oh, flying no, he, in with he, his milk crates he and flies flying out in, again. He flies in for an hour or something and then he's gone. That's crazy. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. Uh, 
on to uh, US news. Now, we're all waiting. with. I know you're very excited about this, David. Brett, you can barely keep your pants on over it. I, I, they're off. The, 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 new, the new version of 90210. <gasps> They've announced some cast for the new version of 90210. Is Tori Spelling playing an 18-year-old? She put her hand up. <laughs> to play an 18-year-old? No. No, no, no. But to, to be to like appear. A, a, She's got to be 60 or so now, doesn't she? Well, uh, Sh- Shanae Grimes and Laurie Laughlin are two of the As in leads. Viva Laughlin? As, as, in, <laughs> as in Viva Laughlin. Uh, Grimes was in Degrassi, The Next Generation. Uh-huh. And uh, Laurie Laughlin, I have... Oh, she, uh, she was in Full House. Oh, I don't know who she was in Full House. Don't know. She was in Full House. DJ? Uh, and recently in uh, Summerland and also... Uh, probably her most widely known, although not necessarily known as such, role recently, a voice in Grand Theft Auto 4. Ah. <laughs> the game. The game. Haven't had a look at it yet, but I hear the rain is immaculately <laughs> rendered. It, uh, it, it did have... It Mr. Did high have... Tech again. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I hear. People are raving about how the rain's rendered. It, it had opening weekend grosses... That uh, in entertainment have only been beaten by Spider-Man Three. There you go. It's extraordinary, extraordinary. But anyway, so so this is a, why I stick to television. It's a couple <laughs> of uh, a, a couple of cast and Hilary Duff. There, there were rumours that she was going to be a part of it, and uh, they did ask her to be a part of it, but she has said no. She will not be on the new Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two One Zero. And didn't Jason Priestley put his hand up as well? It's possibly. I think he has. I think he said, I would love to be asked. Right. That's, hint, hint. Yeah, that doesn't sound desperate at I mean, all, What Jason. was the last thing Jason Priestley did? Uh, he did. I've seen him do guest roles here and there in yeah. some of those things like CSI or something like that. Not necessarily that one, but might have been Without a Trace or something he was in. Yeah, he's, he, he directs a lot more. He has. Uh, he's, he's really gone, gone down the uh, Anthony Williams the pretty, road. Not the pretty boy anymore. That's the problem. Yeah. Whereas Luke Perry is still a very good actor. Yes. Still gets a lot of work. I, I still remember his his role in Oz was fantastic. Yes, mm. yes. Was, uh, you know, Jeremiah? Just, is that his character name in Oz? I think so. Sounds right. I think so. Wasn't he like bricked up in a wall or he something? He was. Yes. <laughs> you could just it's, stay there behind those bricks for about 10 years. And you know, in, in, in a, a world of gruesome deaths, that, yeah, was, uh, yeah, that, that yeah. was probably one of yeah. the most shocking, I think. Uh so, yeah, you don't see him putting his hand up. SBS were really lucky with Oz, weren't they? Because it was one of those shows that really didn't date because it was all set within the prison. Yes. They could play it seven years after it had been made and it still it really didn't matter. No, it was, it, it was quite amazing. Yeah. Good on them. That's the last time we'll say good on SBS from here on in. It's nothing about, oh, SBS. Speaking of which, Brett, have um, you got any uh, SBS news? Uh, do I? No. No. No, I've got nothing. No, you don't. Um, I'm not even going to bitch about Top Gear this week. Uh, but uh, Channel 9 news, uh, although not uh, that relevant to anybody in Melbourne because we're all forbidden from watching it, Underbelly uh, may have a second series Ooh. in it. Um, even though uh, most of the uh, main characters in it are locked up or dead. Yeah, I, I don't know what else they're uh, what, what else they're going to do. But on that... Channel 9 had a news story today, which I missed. I, I didn't get home in time for it. Uh, it wasn't really a news story. It was more uh, th- their Monday night special report. And we'll have to speak to James about this when, when he calls in. All about Mick Gatto. Yes. 
And they were advertising it all through the Logies. And they were really making Mick Gatto look like a hero. Well, his, his, tonight he was on both Today Tonight and The Current Affair. Um, Current Affair, I think, were taking it from the angle of his working on this project with Jeff Vanek and their training for boxing. Right. Um, and, yeah, well, and, I think we saw Martin King in the ring with him. Really? I didn't get to look at it. I heard a bit of it. Uh, he was. So, so, so a second series of... Uh, of of under- uh, now this- underbelly. Now that's uh, actor Les Hill who played Jason Moran in the series, who uh, got shot in the episode. Oh, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> come on! So hey, can't uh, give away the ending. Around about uh, six years ago, um, <laughs> three years ago, I uh, was talking about it and saying that uh, he's spoken with. Channel 9's chief executive, David Gingell, and said uh, he got the go-ahead to be able to mention the fact that there is another series on the way. Right. I, I don't see why... So this talking, happened at the Logies. talking prequel. This happened at the Logies last night. Yes, when, on, on Sunday when, night. Yeah, the, when, when Les Hill and Guyton Grantley came out on... Came out, walked out on stage. <laughs> that'd, be a, that'd be a sequel, wouldn't it? Um... <laughs> And he, yeah, he mentioned that that uh, there was going to be this second series. Now, today in the media, um, the Channel Nine spokeswoman said there's no other news on it other than what Les Hill said. Sounded to me like publicity were a bit peeved. Yes, that was my take on it. I may be reading this the wrong way, but the way the quote was worded today in the press sounded a bit like the publicity was a little bit peeved that an actor was able to come out on stage and say this when publicity didn't sounded like they didn't know anything about it yet. Well, that uh, that just, to me, sounds like they're not doing their job properly. Uh, it just sounds like lines of communication. I mean, I'm sure the publicity would be uh, giving us, you know, the, the answers if they had them. But well, it sounds to me, as, as Les Hill said, he, he had a conversation with David Gingell in which, according to what we know thus far, David Gingell said, yes, go ahead and, and announce it at the Logies. You're going on stage. Everyone's watching. Say it. And we'll just have to tell publicity later. <laughs> that's, the way, <laughs> that's the way I'm reading it. Well, you know, they're all going to be in the room, so uh, they'll have just as much information. <laughs> Clearly. That'll be, but of course, it saves him writing a memo. Of course, Gingell did last year announce that Sea Patrol, at the Sea Patrol launch, would have a second season. So, you know, he likes to take the opportunity uh, when, in, when the attention's on to actually, you know, put another positive spin out there. And the show's been doing well for them. I mean, if you, if you could possibly get another series out of it, why wouldn't you? The challenge will be to come up with one that stands up beside it. Yes, yes. And you know, want to, to actually get the stories out and, and how would you do all of that? I think that's all going to be very interesting to watch. Maybe it should be like Oz meets Underbelly. It should be, you know, in <laughs> behind bars. It'd be, it'd be great to see a bit of uh, Carl Williams behind bars. Yeah, there you go. That, that'd be excellent. I'd love to see what gets on there. It'd be like that whole first half of Chopper. Mm. And it's been too long since we saw Prisoner, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's all good. Hey, uh, Canal Road gone. Yeah, this is look. This is really disappointing, and disappointing in the way I think that that they've treated it. Now, Canal Road, it was really, really poorly received. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I didn't actually get to see any of it. Oh, you haven't seen any? This Wednesday is my last chance, apparently. I think this Wednesday is the last one. It's definitely not on next week, so if my memory serves me correctly, which sometimes it does, I think this Wednesday is the last episode after Underbelly around the rest of the country, and in Melbourne it'll be after a repeat of CSI Miami. Right. It's only costing $10 million. There, what, what will that be? Three episodes, I think? Yes. Three? That'll be three. Right. Okay. Um, and then the rest, well, it's not on next week. And can you see them bringing it back? No. No. I mean, the only reason you would bring it back, and it will probably be later in the year, is for your local quota points. Well, they blew their publicity load, their promotion load, on, uh, on Underbelly which then failed to launch in Victoria. Uh, the money that Channel 9 could have spent on Canal Road, they then probably couldn't because they didn't have the, the budget for it. Yeah, but they needed to spend it in the right area, like the script department, well, not, in, not in the publicity. Well, if they'd done that for Underbelly as well, we'd have a much better show. The uh, Channel 9 have never been... And, and it, any of these shows that they've started, Canal Road, Underbelly, Sea Patrol, none of them have stri- scripts as good as they could be. Sea Patrol's script is appalling. Uh, Canal Road, uh, by all reports, was just a mess. Canal Road was a mess. Uh, is a mess. Underbelly's the best of them. Yes. And even that's a bit weak. Is it? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I think Channel 9 are consistently well, under, under, But Underbelly's down working. And, and let's face it, those, those figures for Underbelly have been consistent week in, week out. That's true. So you say it's weak. There is, there is an audience there that is coming back every week for oh, it. Oh, un- undeniably. Uh, is uh, that for the acting or what then? Uh, that's for... I think it's, it's more for the... Well, you know what? I can't say. I can't say what other people are, are coming back to it for. Yeah. Uh, I, I go back to it because I remember the stories happening and... When you, when you travel interstate, you mean? So that's real-life crime drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, every week. Every week I go... Uh, I, I just cross the border. Yep. And Good. Ding! Good. And, uh, and, and check it out. And that's, that's why uh, I keep watching it, because I remember the stories. Uh-huh. But I, I watch it and I cringe, because I think about how much better it could have been. Okay. Now, Channel 9 are going to be showing Blue Murder at some stage. And They've finally found a slot for it, because that got shuffled around as well. And when you, when you watch Blue Murder and you see sure. the script sure. for, for Blue Murder, it just doesn't come close. And I think that's what I was hoping for, for, for Underbelly. That's now, where's that ended up? Blue Murder. It depends where you live. Everything mm-hmm. comes back to Ugly Betty. Justice Ugly Betty. <laughs> really? And, yeah. Uh, Blue Murder was going to go uh, Wednesday night. Uh, so, cut a long story short, Blue Murder will be um, in, the, in the AFL states, basically. It's going to be on a Friday night. And in the non-AFL stages, which is basically New South Wales and Queensland, it'll be Monday nights. So when we're watching Footy Classified, they'll be watching Blue Murder. Right. Mm-hmm. And when, we're, when they're watching NRL, we'll, we'll be, be watching, watching Blue, Murder. Blue Murder. But that's, uh, uh, that's Death Night. Why would they bother scheduling anything well, there? To- why, would they, why would they bother anyway? I mean, the thing Wednesdays is- are a nightmare in, in the scheduling they've had. Hell's Kitchen comes in. It's, Hell Kitchen, Hell's Kitchen is going to be moving to Thursdays after this week. Already? Isn't it, yeah, isn't it Tuesday, already. Wednesday, Thursday already? Oh, it's been three nights. Josh, don't give me that face. This, this, this is, it's been bedlam trying to keep track of what they're doing on Wednesday nights. And 
you know, I do this. I do this with precision to try to stay on top of it, and even I can't. So, I has I, I, I fail to to think what a viewer must be going through in picking I, up the guide and opening up and going. Well, none of those shows are on. I, I think they're doing it just to just to screw with Ice TV. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't think so. The, uh, the the thing is, I mean, Channel One's love affair with Ramsay is a, a little bit ridiculous. Well, it's but it, it's going to backfire. Well, because Hell's Kitchen is no good. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it, but everyone's been telling me this. But people, well, it's, people it's I know on, that love Gordon Ramsay don't like Hell's Kitchen. It's already been on Lifestyle Food. Yes, we, we've already seen it, and it and it was on. And, this is interesting. Sorry to cut you off, but I said to Channel Nine, "Now, hang on. You had Hell's Kitchen on last year, and you took it off. Is this the same series, or is this a different series?" And the answer that I finally got was that, "Well, yes, we did play two episodes of it last year, so." We've kind of recut them to update them, so therefore they're new this year, which is why it doesn't say repeat. Isn't that amazing? Oh, I couldn't believe it. That's dodgy. so dodgy. That was dodgy. That's you could have had that for crap TV, David. Sorry, that's I know we don't have crap TV today, so that's that's fine. But that is really dodgy. Yeah, I know I've never heard of that one before. They they did a little bit of snipping and tucking. And well, like they cut out stuff. So I don't, I don't know. How do you update it when so it was that's filmed? a new show? And I know. How do you update it when it was filmed four years ago anyway? Oh, it's terrible. That is terrible. Boo. Boo to them. There'll be more booing later on in the show. Uh, the uh, the FCC, also back to the United States, the FCC over there have uh, declared that TMZ, the gossip television show... Oh, the show, not the website. No, the show. It's both, isn't it? Well, yes, yes, but but uh, this is this is particularly about the show on Fox and uh, seven hundred the seven hundred club, which is the uh, Christian evangelist show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, they are both bona fide newscasts. Both of them, officially now, according to the FCC, who we all know are, mor- are morally corrupt. They're, um, they have gone to, uh, to, to say, well, we should be bona fide newscasts because if that's the case, we don't have to give equal time to political parties. So in an election year, this matters. Uh, apparently, the uh, TMZ argued that it contained genuine news value similar to that of Entertainment Tonight which received bona fide newscast status in 1988. But do they have a theme as good as entertainment? Oh, no. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, nothing. And, uh, and the 700 Club uh, reports uh, news of some area of current events in a manner similar to more traditional newscasts. So apparently they just say this happened in the world. Send us money or something like that. Uh, so, yes. Apparently, you can be news without even being news in the United States. It's amazing. It's amazing. And any details there about the shows that have applied and have been rejected? No, I've got nothing about shows that have uh, applied and been rejected. And, and it's almost it seems- as though it's it's enough for somebody to ask the FCC to be classified as a as a news show to be classified as a news show. Yeah, yeah. And that's, well, we uh, we have stories about mice, and sometimes there are plagues of mice, and that would be considered news. So the mouse show definitely. What Bonafide about, newscast. Uh, what about naked news? Oh, definitely. That's definitely a news show. They talk about news. 
Does anyone notice the news on the Naked News? Uh, They're no, doing a New Zealand one, aren't they? Are they? Yes. Hey? Absolutely. Do they still have Naked News on, on Foxtel? I haven't seen no, it. I don't, for... think, I don't think they do. Uh, I could be wrong because they... we know there's so much stuff on Foxtel that's hard yes, to keep it track. Yes, it could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. But I did see somewhere... It could be somewhere on ACC. About, I did see somewhere about New, New Zealand doing one. Because right. they just cast somebody. How odd. How odd. Uh, Brett, do you want to uh, take us out with some uh, ratings news? Sure. Uh, Sam Newman, uh, you, you must have been under a rock if you're uh, in any of the AFL states in this country. Not to have heard about the controversy that Sam Newman's been generating. Uh, firstly, he brought out a mannequin dressed in lingerie that he stapled the picture of Caroline Wilson to the face of and uh, fondled. Um, and then uh, came back and there there had actually been rumours that he was going to uh, go onto the show and hand in his resignation, basically. Um, but uh, he came out punching at uh, all of these women on AFL boards and, and saying that they've got uh, their own agenda. Um, it has given the footy show its highest ratings for the year uh, with a peak of 670,000 uh, uh, viewers. In, um, in Melbourne, I think that's in Melbourne. Melbourne. In Melbourne, um, with a, a bit of a skew to women aged eighteen and over, right? Um, it's always is, ha- well. It's always had a good female audience. I don't know why, but maybe it's something to do about seeing hot footballers in suits. I don't know. Could be. The, uh, With the sound down, would that be the way you would watch it? <laughs> I, I, you know, I but surely it's only it's just encouraging Newman to do more of the same. Well, look, he he is a perfectionist at at attracting the publicity, and he knows it, and they know it. And I don't think he always, from what I'm told, his personality is a lot more embracing, and but that kind of goes against his on air character. Yes, so he, you know, he he. Puts it up and he he works it for the benefit of the show. Oh, and this this was obviously a, a calculated stunt. I mean, it it wasn't a, a an on on the fly thing to do. It, it was calculated. The producers knew about it. The the crew knew you, about you're it. You're talking about the first or I'm, or last week? I'm talking about both. Any I think anything Sam Newman does is a calculated stunt, mm. and we can't we can't forget that. And television, though it might be live, is very rarely improvised. And uh, and they knew exactly what was going to happen. And, and they knew exactly how they were going to get it. And they got huge ratings. At the Logies, however, Sam Newman did not appear. Because he'd heard Recovering his, he'd from heard his, surgery of some yes, sort. Ankle. And, foot. Uh, and when his name was mentioned mm. during the footy show's acceptance speech, there were huge boos. Mm. Lots of booing. Enough for us to hear through... The television screen. Yes. Which means it was significant. There was a lot of booing and yaing. Mm. Uh which which I found very interesting. Certainly made made the night wake wake us all up. Yes. Watching the night. Yes. Um I thought in fairness to them, and I I wouldn't normally say this, but um the 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 initial incident had died down. You know, they they dealt with it and uh, and they'd apologised already, and everyone thought it was over until this letter came out from the AFL board. 
yes. women, the women on the various boards for the clubs. So that brought it all back last week, which is why they had to address it again. Now, they addressed it last week in about it – was, it was non-stop for about a good 15 minutes. Wow. On air. And uh, Newman defended his position and, and said that all these women – I think he said they were liars and hypocrites. Right. Um, Gary Lyon had said that, you know, he, that he'd apologised to Carolyn Wilson and, and put that all behind them. Um, and they also had a bit of a go at the, you know, the, the authors of the letter. What, look, the only interesting thing I did think, find in last Thursday's explanation of everything was the fact that what we actually had on air was a debate between a show which has always been criticised for being so um, anti-women – where they were, where Gary Lyon actually turned to Sam uh, Newman and said, "But Sam, can you understand that she felt degraded by this?" Now, I don't reckon in the fifteen years of the show you would have ever heard a conversation like that on oh, the no. show. No, and it, it's it's remarkable to to know that that, that actually was significant. Happened. I thought, uh, and uh, and I think it's also important for the footy watching audience who uh, who do watch the footy show. To have those sorts of arguments put to que- them at least question, as well. questions and ideas and theories, yes. I, I think it's, it's he didn't a- buy into it very much, you know, because he said these women have done nothing on the board, and you know, he basically it was an opportunity for him to have a, another go. But it it, it raises the questions in, in it the raised the questions, yes. I, I think you're right that that is very important. I thought that was significant, and and, and even when James Brayshaw said. This woman who works on on the North Melbourne Club, I can't remember her name, has done so much. The audience broke into applause. Uh, it was uh, uh, Sally Cap. No, no, she was the one, no Luffman. I think was her name. Oh. Sally Cap was the one who had not agreed to be oh, a signatory to, be. to the letter. I, I only remember her name because it sounds so much <laughs> like Salary Cap, which is Salary a, Cap. Which uh, that's, that's she it. could be related to Andy Cap too. Oh, not sure nice. about that. But uh, and yeah. Flo talking about wife Peters. And that is the Boxcutters News. Hi, I'm Tim Ferguson, and I listen, they listen, and you should listen to Boxcutters. They're sharp, they're small, and you can take over your own jumbo jet with them. Boxcutters. And now we welcome to the Boxcutters line, the one, the only, our un-Australian correspondent in transit, James Talia. Buenos dias. (laughs) You're in Spain for... for, uh, I am... I am in Spain. I've been watching Grant Hackett swim. Well, I guess there's nothing else you'd do with Grant Hackett but watch him swim. He was trying to qualify for the 10-kilometre uh, open water event at the Olympics, not something they've had at the Olympics before and not something that he's specialised in in the past. Um, and in the end, he was disqualified. But we had a nice kind of couple of days in... <laughs> we had a nice couple of days in Seville, so what did he no complaints. Did he whack somebody underwater? Yeah, yeah, that was the allegation that he had. It's like kind of like football. He got two yellow cards for inter- interfering with other swimmers, so that was an automatic disqualification. Oh, I hate that tripping in swimming. It's a dirty, dirty sport. <laughs> exactly right. You've got to watch those swimmers. They'll just come at you every which way. Was it a better or worse experience than when you watched that guy swim in the channel? Infinitely, exponentially better. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, see, there's there's a plus. That's all right. Oh, that's a definite plus. Well, if only because it was in a in a river, so um, it didn't take anywhere near as long. It took two hours instead of twelve hours. Bonus. Now, now James, I I don't know if you uh, heard the show last week, but we had the story about uh, the Channel Seven reporter who is also 
a PR man for the Army Reserves. Ooh. I, I did hear the show, yes. The, uh, well, actually, I do know that you heard the show because you commented on the blog, but the, uh, the, what is going on there? It's, it, did Channel 7 have no knowledge of conflict of interest, no understanding of what journalism actually is? It's kind of disturbing to me. I mean, I'm assuming that it is, as, as you're portraying, it's that he is in the employ of the army and also reporting for them on air. Is that is that correct? That's that's why it was reported in the in the news. Yes, I think he's in the yeah. Ar- army reserves. Yeah. Uh, look, Army Reserve is one thing. There's a lot of reservists around, but if he's doing PR work for the military, then there's quite clearly a conflict, I would have thought. Uh, I think I likened it last week to Kevin Rudd present your um, uh, story on the news the night before the election about how the campaign's going that day. Yes. Um, I, I don't think it's acceptable at all. I can't imagine what makes them think that it is. And and this is this is what I, I don't understand. I mean, it, it's, whoa! It's border security. Stop that! In Spanish, people have just come running from everywhere. My God! It's the Pamplona running of the bulls. Oh, uh, now we've got to put up with it in English as well. Here we go. Oh no! No, okay. no we're finished. We're done. That was only. Oh wait. <laughs> Go. Anyway, keep, keep talking. We'll get uh, by, hopefully, uh, or maybe not. Hey, this is as bad as a train. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least, at least we know you, you hopefully won't be cutting out. Well, that's right, exactly. I'm just standing in the one spot. It's all happening around me. The, uh, the, the thing is, with, with, this, with this Channel 7 report, is surely they should have known, and surely don't they have people over there who are Channel 7 reporters? Uh, where was the report coming from? I think it Afghanistan. was from Afghanistan. Yeah, Afghanistan. Yeah, no, they don't. Uh, none of us do. It's very, very difficult territory to work in. Um, Hamish and Andy got in there. Come on, what are we talking about? <laughs> Serious? Yes. Good God. These days, the only way that any of the Australian networks go in there really is with the Australian Defence Force on that kind of escorted mission, effectively embedded, because it's just too dangerous, and it makes it far too expensive as well to try to sort of provide the kind of security that's required. Um, but that's still no excuse for having military people on the ground filing reports. If, if you interview someone as a military person, sure, but to actually be filing the report is the next step probably a bridge too far. Yes, and this is... Uh, also, last week we, we had the... Uh, the the realisation from the US that uh, a lot of the pundits that they were interviewing on CNN, Fox News, uh, were also under the employ of the Pentagon at the time, but that was seemingly unknowingly. Uh, this is, this well, is, you know, just Yeah, I did say blatant. that story that's blown up. Well, that's, a, that's probably a bad choice of words to say it's blown up over there. Um, Especially uh, when you're in Spain. <laughs> right, exactly. It's been getting a lot of attention there. I, it's, I can plausibly believe that the networks involved didn't know that the, the experts they were interviewing were still on the Pentagon payroll. I think that doesn't matter entirely. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, it's, you, you know, it's, it's kind of a secondary conflict of interest, whereas this is just so blatant. Uh, it, it, it sickened me a little bit that that's, that's what some networks' news has become. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, I, I look, it's incumbent upon all of us to make sure that standards are maintained. Sometimes it's easy to slip. You have to be really disciplined. But that's what the game's about. It's what it's been about for you know, decades, if not 
with years, uh, and it's when we let our own standards slip, and that's the only way it can happen, and we just shouldn't be doing it, none of us. Now, uh, Channel 9 today uh, had, this is on Monday, had a story about Mick Gatto. Oh, yeah. which, it, it, which none of us have actually seen. N- none of, us, none should, of us have seen. We should say. Uh, but they, uh, in their, their Monday night special report, which they were uh, flogging during the, the Logies coverage... It, it, uh, the old weekend promo, eh? Yes. Yeah. I, think it was, Give that a I think it was Guts, Glory and Ghetto or something like that. <laughs> okay. I, I haven't seen it either and I haven't even read the script. I haven't seen that much rundowns yet, unfortunately. And it dovetailed, I think, into a story on Current Affair with Martin King interviewing him and having a bit of a punch around in the boxing ring. Um, oh, it, good God. <laughs> Probably, well, probably better suited to current affair than being on news, I guess, Josh. Is, is that where you're coming well, from with this? Kind of, but what I'm actually uh, thinking of is, is in the last few weeks we've seen not just Channel 9, not just current affair, not just t- today, tonight, but also uh, The Age. They all seem to be glorifying Mick Ghetto at the moment, and I'm wondering where that comes from. Well, I guess first he's someone I've interested in. He is uh, <laughs> uh, what would always be described figuratively as a colourful character in Melbourne. Um, he is one of the great survivors of the gang war. Uh, he obviously was charged with murder and acquitted um, and and claims not to be involved in any criminal activity. Um, we must say that. But, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a really interesting guy. He has been legitimately newsworthy to the extent of being in the dock of the Victorian Supreme Court. Um, and uh, I think it was also fairly newsworthy when he stepped up to the plate to try to re- get back the money of the investors in that failed finance company. Yes, he went off, went off to Singapore. So we saw him at the airport wearing... Uh, matching T-shirts with uh, one of his one of his sidekicks. Yes, it was like a bit right. of a rock star exit at Tullamarine. I thought. Yeah, that's it. So he's legitimately newsworthy uh, for those reasons. On that basis, a, 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 a kind of a profile piece is not completely beyond the realms of uh, what's reasonable. Well, yeah, that's uh, that, that makes sense. I I just I, I find it uh, continually fascinating how how much Australian media just loves to, to talk to a criminal. Uh, yeah. Well, I, well any, any media. Uh, any media. The world is fascinated by true crime stories. That's and, something that is yes. the case across the Western world. And we uh, and you know and we we turn them into but we we seem to turn them into into larrikins into uh, what David? You yeah. Well, I was going to say I was going to say we're a land of convicts, aren't we? I mean, Ned <laughs> Ned Kelly is one of our our you know our our folk heroes. Yeah, thank you. That's right. The, the original larrikin criminal, yes, <laughs> tin hat and all, with with pedigree like that. You know, how can Mick Ghetto go wrong? Well, that's yeah. That that does seem to be the case. What's what's happening over in uh, in in the Europe at the moment? Well, I, I've been very much out of the loop for the past couple of weeks. I have to say because we did a, a, a long trip, a ten day trip to France for Anzac Day. We did a lot of stories there about the fighting that had gone on on the Western Front, and also the fact that really the Western Front has been neglected uh, in favour of honouring and commemorating Gallipoli for all these years. This was actually the first time that there'd been an official Australian government dawn service on the Western Front ever. And uh, we were really thrilled to be there covering it because we started to feel 
that it was extremely important that it should be done and the work should be put out about it. So between that and then being in watching Grant Hackett swim, um, I, haven't, I haven't entirely been across everything in Europe, although, of course, you cannot miss the election of Boris Johnson as Mayor of London, um, MP, Old Etonian, Oxford man, larrikin of the English variety, and uh, best known, I think, in the UK for being uh, a frequent guest on and an occasional host of Have I Got News For You, which is, of course, the British version of what we call Good News Week. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's been very funny, and I think it's just going to keep getting funnier and funnier. Yeah, I I remember reading a a sort of profile of him in in The New Yorker and just just going, oh, he is going to win. He's definitely going to win. Oh, yeah. He was, he was always going to win. But interestingly, very interestingly, it seems the way he won was that his personality had to be reined in. Just don't be quite so, Boris, until you've got over the line. <laughs> he, he kind of blanded himself down. But now I think we're going to... You, you can be guaranteed we're going to be seeing loads of stunts, very colourful comments, and um, keep an eye out for it. Now, given the uh, the trouncing that Labor had in the council elections, there is there any way that Gordon Brown can turn it around? Do you reckon? Yeah, he's got two years, two years long time in politics, Brett. <laughs> it's true, fair enough. But he, I mean, he, he doesn't really kind of come across as. It's kind of like he, he lacks the charisma, really, to uh, take on the position and, and win it. Well, he doesn't have Blair's charisma, but uh, few politicians do. That doesn't mean that if he's doing a good job, he can't be elected. He just has to be, get better at putting his message out. And so are the Tories just uh, still a rabble over there, or are they actually getting their shit together? No, they've, they've become very much better organised, I have to say, if only because the uh, opposition leader is a former PR man. <laughs> <laughs> that would help them. That would help them quite a lot. That would help. Hey, now, I hate to be a wet blanket, but I've got customs bearing down on me. I have to get on this flight. I'm standing at passport control, pacing up and down in front of them. These Spanish guys are looking at me like I'm uh, doing something untoward. Have you ever seen uh, Midnight Express? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have, and thanks very much for mentioning that. Not right a problem. Now. Well, James, we wish you the, uh, the, the best of luck in uh, in getting back home uh, to London. And Thank you very much. Thanks Sorry so much. Sorry so brief, but good to talk to you. Thanks so much for calling in. Cheers, guys. Thanks. See ya. Thanks, James. The Logies were on our screen last Sunday night. Mm, fi- uh, for the 50th time. For the 50th time, although I haven't watched all 50. No. Uh, I, I can't say I, I have that. That would be a lie. Uh, but yes, a, another bloody milestone. We were joking about this a couple of years ago, and it was the 50th anniversary of television in Australia that went uh, on forever. Went on forever, and then there was going to be the 50 years of the Logies, and then we have the 50th anniversary of all these ads, and uh, it's just <laughs> going to be the 50th anniversary until it's the 100th anniversary. I think that's how it's going to go with with television. But it was the 50th. Logie Awards, mm. and uh, S- Sally Fletcher was mentioned in <laughs> in a speech by Gold Logie winner Sally Fletcher <laughs> with uh, with a recap of her on air storylines by the Umbilical Brothers. Oh, that was tedious. There was so much tedious. What? Umbilical Brothers tedious? That doesn't compute. No. No, they're very entertaining. Uh, the, uh, the, the there was so much tedium in the the 
whole broadcast. I, I thought from from the start with uh, with the the cast or the the were they the cast of of so you can, you can dance? dance? They were the top ten. The top ten who denied uh, they were performing when I asked them on the red carpet, and who were not <laughs> announced before the the show started. They it just. Kind of here's the here's the logo was and then there are all these dancers and they're not even mentioned afterwards. It's just kind of all ignored. And really? Yeah, it was weird. So there were these dancers. Nat- actually, then- Natalie Bassingthwaite came out afterwards and I thought, oh, we're back at so you think you can dance on a Sunday night? <laughs> but there was, and that, that was it. The, the only the only connection was that Natalie Bassingthwaite came out afterwards, but th- there wasn't really any mention of the cast of So You Think You Can Dance or no. Let's Give Them a Hand or anything like that. It was just, mm. here's some dancing and now on with the show. Mm. I wonder if there was uh, an announcement to the room. Um, like at the Oscars, you can kind of hear it off mic. That nah. There's a lot of speaking to the room from the announcer that you don't get on the TV. No, I, I couldn't hear. No? I couldn't hear anything at all that even remotely resembled that. Uh, there was also uh, Richard Wilkins trying to do jokes with that, and and that video that was you know supposed to be Chas Lichardello uh, ha- having things pulled out of his uh, yes his rectum for a chaser style video on the chaser. Yes, uh, which was not funny. And uh, then there was this hey hey it's Saturday thing, <gasps> this weird oh, hey hey it's Saturday that thing that was with- interesting. Daryl came out. Daryl came out. We had Dickie Knee. Dickie Knee and, and then Pucker Duck came out. And did you notice the moment where Dickie Knee said something about, oh, no, hey, Mr. Summers, Mr. Summer, now you've finished the dancing show. Maybe we could bring back Hey Hey. And Daryl sort of said, well, if people want it back. And then there was sort of this empty silence. <laughs> it was and so looked, awkward. And he still didn't get an applause. No, Screw so, you, Summers. Mm. It, was, it was so awkward. So there were lots of moments of, of tedium. And... It didn't seem like there well, was... Well, there's th- always moments of tedium at the Logies, but what we do usually get at the Logies is these car crash television moments, which we live for. Yes. And there weren't very many. No. That was the problem. No one and was drunk. No, this is the... Uh, you know, here they were showing film clips of classic Logies moments, which only underscored the fact that there weren't any last yes. night. Yes, it's- there were. Look, a couple of people tried, and and you know we can we can talk about a handful who sort of made a fist of something. Well, yeah, G- Gary McDonald uh, put his fist up something. Uh, he, uh, he- huh? <laughs> what does that mean? He Gary McDonald uh, came out and uh, and and really uh, gave it to Channel Nine. He was a- presenting the. Uh, was it the most outstanding comedy? No, there is no most outstanding comedy. The most popular comedy, I think it might have been. I think maybe. And he remarked about how it was, comedy had had a resurgence the last year, which it has had, and how it was great to see all the free-to-wear uh, networks having a nomination, except for Channel 9. And then he made mention of the fact that, well, maybe Channel 9's programming was their best, got their best laughs. So that, And then he yes. did a David Leckie gag as well. Yeah. Uh, so sticking, good on the, you, Gary sticking the finger up at Channel Nine. Yes. Was so is he in the room? Is he? No. At a hospital yet? I believe no. He, wasn't. he didn't die, didn't he? No, 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 no. no, no. no. <laughs> he's he's back home. Phew. The last thing I read was he's back home. Uh, th- there was also uh, well the red carpet, which we we talked about earlier, and why why bother? Uh, so oh, you, w- you wouldn't watch it. It's I did. It was horrible. Mm, I, I mean, I stood on it, but I wouldn't watch it. Uh, Katrina Roundtree was was asked, so Getaway's been nominated 11 times, and, and how many times has it won? And, <laughs> uh, and she said, none. 
We're like the John Wood of the Logies. Oh, but John Wood actually won. But John Wood was the John Wood of the Logies. So you can't be like the John Wood of the Logies because that's already John Wood. Yeah, that's true. So, oh, Katrina, get off. And, uh, oh, who are you wearing? Uh, mm. Lots of just average moments. I think I think the, the show was let down by not having a host. No one to, I agree no with one you. to pull I think, it all together. Mm, I think now that we've had hostless Logies, it's time to go back to having, you know, uh, Bert or Denton or McAuliffe, I think would be great. Yeah. Has he done one yet? Uh, McAuliffe, I think, did yeah. one. Yes. Yeah. Um, he wasn't, he wasn't Andy pretty popular. Oh. Well, yeah, you know what? Mm. They, they could. Uh, the stuff in the, in the green room wasn't, wasn't crash hot. And uh, thank you, Brian, for closing the door. The... Uh, the, uh, it, I, I just don't think they, they would work not, it that not, well. Not for three in a bit hours. No. No, they, they're really short, sharp gags. Uh, but the you do need a host. You need someone to pull it together. You need someone who's going to warm up the audience a little you bit. You need someone who's going to be out. See, this is the thing. You need someone who's going to be able to go off script. When you're a presenter and you come out and you've got your three and a half minutes to say something... Uh, I think most of them play it safe. Yes. So, and certainly the younger ones did. You know, when we saw Gary McDonald, when we saw Bert um, and people who've been doing it long enough, Bert they just they were happy to go off script and, and just improvise. And Bert, thank God they did. See, and I think I think this year's Logies is where we see Bert's talent really Oh, that's what he does really best. Shine. Everyone it, knows that. He knows that. And it's it's what Channel 9 haven't let him do since since having him on. And it is what he does best. This He just wings it and it's superb every single time. Uh, the uh, I, I do have to say, uh, John Clark, I expected a, a much more of a speech from John Clark. Mm-hmm. Was very it was very quick. Brian Dorr, I think, spoke for longer than John Clark. Did you did. notice at the end of John Clark's speech when he said... Uh, he said, you know, he said lots of nice things. Then he said, thank you very much. You've made an old man very happy. And then he walked away without forgetting to take the thing with him. Yes. That was precious. Um, and I, I also I also thought that Kate Ritchie's uh, acceptance speech for, for gold was quite heartfelt and, and honest and a little yeah, bit teary. And, and, I, the- and I guess she's done it often enough. She's got to find something other to say that she didn't say last year. Well, yes, uh, but but I think it's uh, you know I thought that was I thought that was nice, but the rest of the night I just thought we got to mention we, we got to mention Strawny, right? Mm-hmm. What did uh, he do? Uh, come on, it was one of the best moments <laughs> but, of the night. You know what? I think I was watching Big Brother at the time because I, oh, okay. I switched back and, you, and did saw you not Strawny see... was I saw that he was on stage, but I didn't see him. Oh, okay. Well, let he, me tell you, he he was standing there presenting an award with Eddie McGuire and then he, he brought out from underneath his shirt underbelly DVDs, which he said, does anyone want to buy them for five bucks and I'll throw in Monster House? And the, <laughs> and the second unscreened episode of Power of Ten as well. Eddie McGuire didn't know what to do. He also brought out the first uh, Todd McKinney gag of the night. Bert did the second one, which was a better one. But um, Peter Hallier, thank God, was, was, was hilarious because... As he kept saying, quote, Strawny goes there, Strawny goes there, unquote. <laughs> so that was good because nobody else was. Everyone was playing it so safe. Everyone was doing it really, The really staging safely. was, was uh, you know, they had this big Spartan stage that really didn't make any statement at all. It looked it like... Was, the wh- whole show was like Westlife song. When the... Bland. I don't know who was directing it, but uh, but there were moments that it was just like they, they hadn't even 
blocked it properly. Uh, when they did long shots of, of the, the whole room, it looked like a high school speech night. It just... It, it didn't have... I wish it looked more like a high school speech night. That's why we love the Logies. But, but it should have some kind of pizzazz, some kind of gold lame, some, some kind of uh, that's excitement, uh, let's put some tinsel in there. Well, Neighbours did sing a couple of years ago. They did do a musical number. You, you yes. Can't, you can't forget that oh, one. Oh, no, that, that was great. This year, though, it yeah, was all this dead. Year, none of that, yeah. It was all and were there any international... No, there were no... Just Westlife. So no international acts, apart from musical acts, who came in and said, who the hell are you people and what am I doing here, which is what we all love. You know, yeah. I it almost sounds like they, Joan Rivers did that's so right, well. That's right. It's almost like they didn't have a budget for it. No, I suspect... Well, see, they often get criticised for that, as we know. It's like, why do we need these American stars? We've got our own. Yeah, but so the, this year they go, okay, well, They're scrimping well, we on the international stars. They're scrimping on, on staging. They're scrimping on rehearsals, it sounds like. You know. Oh, and have TV Week always had their, logi- their, their logo on the bottom oh, of no. the... No, so they've wised up to that, that one. Was, that was really... Product placement. Really, on the bottom uh, of what? On the bottom that, of the actual logo. So when you hold so on up the base. thing, it's underneath, so the camera picks that up as well. That was so crass. It was? It was, and that's, and that's what I expect from the logies. And there was, a, there was a Honda thing in the green room as well. Oh, was there? I missed that. On the screen behind Hamish and Andy. Like just a silent ad? Yeah, just some big Honda thing. I don't know what that was all about. I should stop saying the word, sorry. Um, Chris Lilly did, did, you know, a a great job at his musical number with uh, Annabelle. Yes. Naughty Girl. So that was interesting. I see we also had a a little disclaimer, classification disclaimer, before that segment started because it had been PG from the start of the night. Right. Then it became adult drug references. Yes, the following segment may contain... I was wondering things. about that. That's really interesting. I don't know if you. Can, I don't know if you can do that. If you can like have a PG show and suddenly, oh, but this bit's going to be. It's what they did for sixty minutes a few weeks ago, when they had the Gordon Ramsay bit on. But sixty minutes differs in that it's news and current affairs. They can get away with it, and they still they still had did a, they a, 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 okay. a warning on beforehand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I I, I think it's. Uh, that that in itself is really interesting, but does not make maybe for an interesting night. Spoke to the FCC and uh, got that. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe it was news. Maybe Perhaps. because they're, they're making news, it was considered news in America. Sonia Kruger also made a good gag when she was with uh, Shane Jacobson, when yes. she said, uh, "We we." She said, "What she say? I um." Something about your uh, a television. We're we're here talking about one television show that makes." Entertainment out of human waste, and I haven't even seen your show. I'm sorry, I'm not doing the gag well, but she yeah, was, yeah, but she, was just, she had a go at her own show, which and, I thought was fun. And it was, uh, and, and, and and can I jump in and say why was Sonny Kruger not nominated for best presenter yet made to actually present the bloody category? Because how embarrassing is that? Because she is not regarded as the talent on that show, which I just think is atrocious. Because she is, she is really funny. Because Daryl Summers just fills the room with his charm and wit. And, and this is and is the problem. She has been horribly upstaged to the point where she's not really even noticed by her peers as much as she should be. Uh, I think I think Channel Seven are wasting her. I I agree with Nelly. From well, last they lo- week they when- love her, but they love her doing what she does and and no more at this point. Well, in time. which is which is what happens with women on, in television all the time is they love 
them being in that tiny box and they can't really move out of that. And if they do move out of that, then they get all the flack that Yarn Event got. They get uh, all, all, the, all the horrible flack that they would get from, being, from trying to be a, a powerful woman in the media. And so just what's your feeling, David, on uh, who's going to replace Daryl? Well, yeah. it's it's Larry. It's it it appears to be at this point in time. Yeah, yeah. it's my understanding is that it's going to be Larry, but that's not confirmed. Ah, oh. is I'd, he going to take time off <laughs> from the morning show? You've got show sources or? you want to. I'd I'd heard I'd heard, but uh, if it if it hasn't been officially confirmed, then it's really just rumor and speculation. What about Jamie Jury on a box. <laughs> no, they're all sure. He's on the he's on the <laughs> network. So what? Daryl wasn't all. Jamie, Jamie that's what I'm go. saying. It's he doesn't need to... a box. Jamie Jury's too that's busy true. doing Oprah's Garden and uh, and, I know, and I know stuff in the United Arab he Emirates. He's uh, he's got no. Tim time Campbell's to... gone. Uh, yeah, uh, they could get. Uh, they, they can't get Jules Lund, who is horrible. Uh, they can't... Jules <laughs> Lund's going to be doing. This is a bit of a scoop for you. Jules yes. Lund's going to be doing another game show. Really? Yes. Which what? one? Well, I said to him last night on the red carpet, so uh, tell me about this new game show you're doing. And he looked at me strangely, thinking, how do you know? Do you know what it is? Yes. We all know the show. We've all heard it's been filming down at the Docklands for Channel 9. Million dollar no, wheel. No, 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 no. Think Japan. Oh. Hole in the wall. Jules Lund. Right. There you go. I haven't even put that on the website. Actually, right. there's another friend of box cutters involved with that. Really? Yes. Do you want to? You, you want to say? You want to say off air? <laughs> Initials WW. Really? Also involved in? Uh, okay. This I, some, I don't know how this show's going to go. Hole in the wall. I don't think it's going to work at all. <laughs> it's great on YouTube. It's fantastic on YouTube. <laughs> they're advertising, and then it you as, can go do something else. They're advertising it as the show that's had you know 18 million hits on YouTube. I know, but it's. No one wants to sit there and... I don't think it's going to do well in Australia. Any, I really don't. Is there any truth to the rumour that Jamie, James, Jules Lund didn't want to do it either? Oops. <gasps> oh, don't know well. about that one. That's a dirty rumour. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like? Well, that's, uh, that's the Logies for another year. Let's uh, drink to forget. Okay, question three. Which yeah, can... I- all these going to be about war? No. i got loads of... i got one on tennis, one on the Suez Canal. Loads. Okay, question three. Which canal links the Mediterranean with the Red Sea? Is it the Elwood Canal? Oh, no. Brett. You do this every week because I've heard you do it every week. <laughs> but I've been changing it up. Last week was the Panama. Apparently that wasn't Where'd right. Where'd you go? No, Elwood. You, you know what? Yeah. You know what? The, that was... What about... Have you that, done Canal Road? Subtle. Canal... Ah, oh, come on. Oh, see, now you've ruined it. Now you've ruined it Can't for Can't use it now. <laughs> See, what, uh, what, what uh, David Knox did there very subtly was go, ah, even Mr. TV listens to box cutters. <laughs> That's what he did there. <laughs> see if you're talking about me. The quiz. <laughs> to see to, which stories you've... To, uh, to see yeah, if, right we, if, we, uh, <laughs> if we're appropriating your stories without, without mentioning. It's all right. You're crediting. Yeah. I try to. That's cool. Brett's a loose cannon. You know, he doesn't remember where he read stuff. He doesn't remember anything. No, actually, I have been. Y- you have been? Yeah. 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 yeah, you say that now when he's in the room. <laughs> We're all in this together. It's what we do. <sighs> we, all, we all steal things from Confidential. Brett. The quiz question last week was, who does Julie Ziegler, Toby Ziegler's dad in Box Cutters, 
say doesn't even know his name. In West Wing. Sorry, West Wing. What yeah. did I say? Box, Box cutters. cutters. I'm thinking, where are we going now? It's been a very long week and it's only Monday. It's, uh, uh, what time were you up to last night? Hang on a minute. Uh, only 12.30. Yeah, th- 3 o'clock here. Right. Did you have to wake up for a job at 9 o'clock? Uh, yeah, I was pretty much working first thing in the morning. And right. You see? Uh, no shave here. Yeah. No, no that's, time yet. That's... Uh, okay. No, you beat me. That's fine. That's fine. So, yes, yeah, sorry. On L- West Long Wing, week, yes. Toby Ziegler. Toby Ziegler's dad on West Wing, Julie Ziegler, says, Sir, doesn't even know my name. Or words to that effect. So, so saying that he wasn't part of Murder Incorporated. Saying that he wasn't part of Murder Incorporated. The answer was Dutch Schultz. So Didn't even know Dutch. who Jul- Dutch Schultz. Schultz. If you answered Doug Schultz, <laughs> you were not Which eligible. is about half of our uh, entries. Yeah, about half the entries said Doug Schultz. So you're Any- either copying off each other's work or... Well, curiously, I did find a uh, an online version of the script for that episode and that said uh-huh. Doug Schultz. Oh, really? Mm. Well, that... that could- and then I thought, hey, so so is Dutch a, a it depends nickname the way you for phrase Doug the question, or then. what's going on with that? And uh, there is no Doug Schultz. No, uh, it was it was definitely around. Dutch Schultz. So, well done for getting that right, and congratulations to Peter Wilson, who takes away a wonderful Crumpler bag. Thank you very much to Crumpler, who are our giveaway sponsors. They're wonderful. They give us stuff to give to you, the listeners who correctly answer our quiz questions. We'll have another quiz question next week, Mm -hmm. but uh, as well as uh, giving us stuff to give away to the listeners, they also give us stuff to give away to... Guests and guest co-hosts. <laughs> Such as the John Thursday 100. It's an orange, dark orange one there for you our appreciation for David Knox Beautiful. coming in on Box Cutters. Th- thank you very much, David. Thank you. Thank you to Crumpler. We'll be back with some pork. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the Box Cutters in mind. Box Cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. Ah, pork time. Pork time. Pork time. Does anybody have anything for pork? Well, I got cut off before, and I, I, you know how much I hate doing news stories for pork. I know. I know. Um, but uh, oh. the, the littlest uh, House housemate. On, house on the Prairie? Uh, littlest housemate, uh, Rima. Yes, Rima. Uh, was, was taken away in some pain. In fact... Uh, Enough pain that uh, as I was watching Friday Night Games on uh, Friday... Oh, there's your first mistake. Yeah. Um, You could actually actually hear her wailing. You want empathy for that. You could could hear her wailing in the background. Is this your pain or her pain? No, this was her pain. I wasn't wasn't actually wailing. Um, But uh, there was was a bit of a game there where uh, they, they were... On a ramp, and it was the last one to to uh, hold on while, as it was being inclined. Um, would win, right? And uh, she was one of the first off in the second group to do it, and uh, came down badly uh, on the far from from uh, adequate padding at the bottom of that, and uh, took out her leg. Well, it's a, a shame she signed away any rights to a lawsuit. Really? Mm. I'm sure. Yeah, she would have, yes. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Dad, you'd, you'd hope they're paying her hospital bills, though. Uh, you'd hope, but... No, nah, they would. Didn't they Didn't they cross to her... You were the one who saw a bit of Big Brother last night? Yes. Didn't they cross to her in, in hospital that, last that night? I, that I didn't see. I saw when... Uh, I saw Corey go I saw in. Corey, I saw Corey go on stage. 
also to booze shortly yes. after. It was the boo night, wasn't it? It really was the boo night. Uh, shortly after uh, the, uh, the, the booing on the Logies turned over to Big Brother. And there was booing there as well. And uh, so the audience were booing. And, and Kyle didn't tell- handle that well at all, did he? No. He was so rude to that audience. He's, he's just rude. I, I know. don't know why people think he'd be good in that role. So we've now got two, at least two, pretty unlikable people on that show. One is a host and one is this intruder. Well, three. Well, also, the chaperone of uh, Corey well, is uh, somebody that had been evicted previously. Uh, and, was, and was not coming back. Correct. And now is back. Why? Well, because they're a housemate down, because Rima's not coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because they didn't want the old one to go. And they didn't, they didn't want the old one to go. Uh, Somebody it, it, should just stab her in the middle of the night. <laughs> the whole... That way they won't be able to bring her back. This, I find this season of Big Brother unwatchable. And I've, I've watched every season. But that's what I'm saying. It's bec- you're, you've now got to show that, that we're, instead of tuning in to want to see uh, a live soap where you see interesting stories unfold, we've now got people that are pretty obnoxious. And why would I want to sit down and watch them for 30 minutes every night? Yes. Let alone an hour. Yeah. And one of them's the bloody host. It's it, it is it is horrible, and uh, they. I, I mean, their their opening night has been steadily declining in ratings. It's already dropped under a mil, I think, on Friday night. I think was the so, first night. And and so now now they're yeah they're getting the lowest ratings they've ever had, and uh, it, you know when at the start of uh, of the show on Monday night. Last Monday, mm-hmm. uh, where they showed all the Big Brother winners for the last seven years, and uh, it got to like the last three of them, and I didn't even recognise them. I didn't. I didn't know who they are, and it, it really is the law of diminishing returns. You, you just you go from trying to build a, a house of interesting personalities who might get along in a, in a really interesting way to people who. To, to having less of a pool to, to draw from because it's not an exciting new thing anymore. People know exactly what they're in for when they're going to Big Brother. So mm. that you're going to get a particular type of person to audition for it. And so you're already diminishing the pool there. And uh, then from that, you're trying too hard, I think, to uh, t- to engineer it. And And that's what they're doing. They're trying too hard to engineer controversy in the house. Whereas if you get... 15 people in a room together, there are going to be fights regardless. Yeah. I mean, I I look at the casting this year and I think um, they've consciously put in people who are polar opposites for the sake of creating the conflict. Yes. Now, that's a good story generator, but... And, you know, such as putting in, you know, this Pauline Hanson supporter with uh, an an Asian um, guy. Well, and it was supposed to be and, and a Muslim. Correct, and they've also got some religious extremes in there as well, um, and of course, and the ages, you know, a, a polar. Some of those, well, one of those has been a polar opposite, I suppose. Um, but so, so I see that as being a sensible in the sense that yes, that's going to give us a lot of stories, but I also think at what cost? Well, it, is it the headlines? I mean, this is this is the thing with Big Brother, is it's become. A medium for creating headlines rather than a medium for creating interesting mm-hmm. television. 
which it was, which is what it was to start with. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's, uh, I just can't, I just can't deal with it anymore. I mean, I'm sick of talking about it. Mm. I'm sick of talking about it. What else have we got in pork? Uh, <laughs> what else? I've got, oh, Foxtel. Foxtel, during the finale of The Fattest Loser, Foxtel mm. goes off. Crash. Oh, yes, I heard about this. Just. Uh, it was accidental. They didn't actually mean to do it. Um, but they sent out a message to uh, all of the Foxtel boxes to update their software, which they usually do in kind of little dribs and drabs in the dead of night. Yes. Um, it's, it's usually around 2 o'clock the, in the morning. Hit the button to uh, do 100% right now mm. when uh, everybody's watching. And uh, it was hard. I had no idea what happened. It just, it, everything went went black and, and then snow on the television. And I thought we'd had some power surge. I it's the Sopranos all over again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and this software update has broken Foxtel a little bit because... On a Foxtel what do you di- mean it's broken Foxtel a little bit? It's broken their spirit or it's broken the machine? Or oh, well, what, what if, do you mean? If you'd wait. If you'd wait. Okay. If you'd wait. The, at the front of a Foxtel digital box, there is this thing that goes around in a circle when you're playing something that you've yep. recorded. And That's you on can, the IQ? Uh, on the IQ, yes. And you can turn that off through the settings. You can, uh, you can go into the settings and say, I want my front panel display off or I want it standard, or I want it demo. I don't know what demo is. Uh, it flashes and sings karaoke. But standard standard is that it... Uh, oh, is that demo? That's mm. nice. Standard is that it uh, goes around in a circle while you're playing something, and off is that it does nothing, as you would expect from off. However, after this software update, no. When it's off, it still goes around in a circle. And when... A bit like the company or the call centre, I yes. think. Yes, it's... <laughs> It's their whole phone system all over again. Oh, no. Uh, it's just... It's, Foxtel are just losing it. Mm. Uh, not, not what you want to be doing directly before you're about to bring out the IQ2. Yes. Really, which, is it? Uh, which I also have to say, I, in my house, we've always been uh, early adopters of, uh, of Foxtel. And uh, first, to get, first to get digital, quite early to get IQ and... Uh, I, I've just been burnt too many times by being an early adopter of, of something and then six months down the track they have a special offer on it. And there's no, uh, there's no reward system for being a good customer, for being with Foxtel for a certain amount of time, for being an early adopter. There, there is nothing, nothing there at all. So they've given me nothing and they've given me no reason to actually want to try out this new high-definition system. Mm-hmm. I'll just wait. I'll wait until there's some special on. I'll wait until it's cheaper. Mm. I've, I've heard of cases where uh, subscribers uh, with the change over to digital have, have been the last holdout in a neighbourhood still on the analogue system. And they've been, they've, there's been no charge to upgrade the box and they've been given two years of uh, their, their existing subscription fee, even though they're getting the digital um, Service, yeah. See, they they reward people for holding out, yeah. and they don't reward people for for being early adopters. I, I I don't like it. I don't like it. It it doesn't sit well with me as a consumer. I have to say, David, you're, you you just don't care about that, do you? You just, <laughs> you just couldn't couldn't care. No, less. no, no. I I take your point, but it it 
a lot of it gets back to the fact that there's not much competition. There's not I any mean, competition. Well, we've got technically we've got Ozstar and we've got Optus and we've got Select TV, uh, who I do hear are doing some radio ads here and there. But but it's all the same box. It's all the same system. Is it? I'm pretty sure. Can you get IQ through Optus? Ozstar have their own IQ. Yeah, they have their own. They've, they've right, got their system. own version of these things. And Ozstar are very happy with their. What's it? Oz, what's My Star or something? Yeah, that's the one. My Star. Okay, see. Not, I, not to be confused with my kids' star. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Select TV have got. I know they've got a couple of different channels um, than because than, they've got a few more multicultural yep. ethnic channels. Um, but but Select are certainly nowhere near on the same platform as these other guys. Right. So that's the problem. So so while there is this monopoly, and I see, I've even heard that there's now pop up ads coming on Foxtel. Well, there's they do have supers for uh, Press Red now uh, on a lot of shows, and uh, recently in, in the past few months, I've seen uh, some Press Red now for not relating to the actual show that you're watching, but yes, for for some kind of advertising. So. So uh, you're paying for the thing, then you're getting ads, and then you're getting pop-up ads. We're also going to get ads on the EPG. Yes, and uh, and they also charge for uh, for, for uh, voting in the the Astra. Uh, oh, the Astra Awards. The Astra Awards. You can vote via remote control. They charge for they that. They charged for that, did they? Yes, that's a bit silly. Uh, they charge fifty-five cents. It's a phone call. Uh, all of this stuff is getting. They're pulling more and more money out of the people who keep Foxtel, and people are dropping it. And as they well. put they put a lot of their best shows on the top tier packages. Mm-hmm. Yes, like Love My Way, like mm-hmm. Dexter, like Satisfaction, or on Showcase. Yes, um, they use the what's uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. It's gone out of my head. What's what's the um, the channel where you can just sort of see things. Um, the the on demand, the on demand show, on demand. They use that to promote the shows that are on their top tier um, packages a lot more than the other stuff. In yes. other words, it becomes a marketing tool to encourage you to show to so that you can see what you're missing out on. Yes, so that you I might alter your package. Because I do from time to time go through the uh, you know what's on on demand this week, uh-huh. and I'll go through and I'll go. Oh, I'd like to watch that. Oh, I can't because you can only watch it if you've got movie one. Or you can only watch it if you've got Showtime. Or you can only watch it if. And because uh, a lot of the shows, uh, Satisfaction, they they allowed people who weren't Showtime subscribers to watch mm-hmm. uh, or showcase. Uh, but most of the shows that are on these these channels that you're not subscribed to, you cannot watch on demand. Mm. Okay. Uh, which I find very frustrating. But I'm not... I, I've just cut down... In the last year, I've cut down my... Uh, Foxtel spend. I'm not prepared to to even with the increase. Even with the increase, uh, I'm not prepared to to go up uh, another tier for shows that, to be honest, I get from the internet. True, and the in the Ice TV widget's really cool now too. Um, <laughs> can I tell you quickly about the Optus and Foxtel magazines? Please do, because they're doing a bit of a dodgy on these as well. They charge for them now. They charge well. They've charged for them for some time. They never yeah. used to initially, and I then, think they don't charge if you if you pay for the whole platinum package. But they do. They did start charging when they moved to digital. Digital, correct. 
what they also do is an article that appears in the Optus mag is basically rewritten and put in the Foxtel mag as well by the same journo. Right. Which I find very dodgy for something that you're paying for. Yeah. It's and it and it's not cheap. No, it's 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 is it five about five bucks? Yeah. It's something like something that. Something like that. Um So is it actually rewritten if it's by the same person or is it's, it just you can the channel? You can names sit there and you can go, right, that paragraph's been pulled out of that one and put into this one. There's a slightly different paragraph there. It's a bit like Media Watch, you know, where you can sit there and you go, you can highlight through an entire yeah. article, what's the original and have the content? Male and female voiceover reading. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's the original content of the article, and what's what's just been lifted from the other one? And their take on it is that well, nobody's got both subscription um, platforms, so where's the harm? Well, the harm is that you're actually charging for this. Mm. So why am I paying for something that is not being written? You know. F- Exclusively for this magazine. Yep. Fun of very strange. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's uh, symbolic of, of every way that they possibly can rip off their users. They will. And same it's, same deal again in their like the highlights of what's on the highlight of today. Again, it tends to focus more towards the top tier package programming. So they use all of that as as editorial stroke advertising. Mm-hmm. When I was on Analog, I used to get the magazine, and every month I, I would sit there for about an hour and a half, drop a spreadsheet of everything that I wanted to see that, that month. I'd go through, I'd highlight things, and then I'd go and, and put it all in, into my calendar. So I knew exactly what I was waiting for, what I didn't want to miss. Now that I've got IQ, firstly, when, when digital started and then uh, had the, uh, the, the on-screen guide, I didn't need that anymore, even though I only had a week in advance. Now that I've got IQ... I just make sure that I set it all up to to record, and I don't even care anymore. Mm. So mm. they're they're doing themselves a disservice in so many ways with this magazine. It the the guide isn't what it used to be. It's not as comprehensive as it used to be. You don't get the full month of sport that you used to get. Mm. Uh, you just get kind of this is kind of the sport that we're going to be showing. Uh, these are the trends of sport that we'll be showing. The same with the the movies. You, you just don't get the the in depth coverage of what's going to be on your TV that you used to get with that guide. Why would people even still buy it? That's what I don't understand. Mm, mm. Anyway, that's Foxtel. That's that's my gripe at the moment. Ugh, so angry. And they're also uh, well. I had a bit of a gripe that I was going to bring up a couple of weeks ago about uh, more about the footage show, which is that uh, that's just turned into a spruiking thing for uh, for Foxtel and for uh, their Motorola phone sponsorship, um, just like oh, so overtly, uh, just plugging and plugging and plugging, which never seemed to happen when uh, Eddie was in there. Well, I guess the Foxtel sponsorship of the footy show changed when um, Seven won the rights to. The footy to the AFL, so Nine lost it, and Foxtel when they got when they finally resigned for some games thought, well, we need we need to plug this. Let's go and put it on on you know the other network where we can say we've got more. By by advertising on Nine allowed them to be able to say we have more games than any other network, which they couldn't have done on Seven. They yes. wouldn't have let them get away with it. So that's why Foxtel became big sponsors of the footy show, but. Sam Newman had a go at them the other night too. Did you notice that? No. 
No, I didn't I can't watch remember it. the actual wording, but he said something about why are we being pulled out for for being over the top or, or having a go when some of the shows that you see on Seven and even some of the rubbish that our Foxtel friends show. And he said something like that, and I thought, whoa! And there was a couple of uh, very funny looks from his colleagues as he mentioned that, biting a hand that was feeding him. I thought, <sighs> but that's what he does. It's unsurprising. Uh, this this show has gone on very long. It's gone on very long, so I have to say that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 131. Thank you very much to David Knox. Not a problem. From tvtonight.com.au. That's www.tvtonight.com.au because I did notice that uh, it doesn't come up with this. I know it doesn't, but look, hey, a lot of that's going to be changing soon. You're going to fix it Ah. up? Mm, Awesome. It's going to be possibly, possibly. Always gives me a little heart attack when, when, you know, I'm under pressure for uh, for news for the show. It comes up and says, (laughs) oh, I can't find that. There could be a new look TV tonight coming soon. That is exciting. So tvtonight.com.au is where David Knox is from. Thank you so much for, for joining us on Box. Been fun. Thanks also to Crumpler, our giveaway sponsors who give us stuff to give to you. You can catch them on the web at crumpler.com.au. And, of course, to 3RRR, whose studios we use for recording this podcast each and every week. They are on the web at rrr.org.au and you can hear what they're playing right now via that website live streaming uh, they've got some great podcasts that aren't on air and uh, if you're in Melbourne 102.7 on the FM band check them out also if you enjoyed listening to this podcast please go onto the iTunes music store and help us go up the rankings yeah. write a review on the box cutters the top page 20. yeah that'd, that'd be, be nice. really nice Write a review on the Box Cutters page and you will help other people find this podcast uh, probably in the same way that you found it until next week if you want to email us, hooray at boxcutters.net. My name is Josh Canal. I'm David Knox. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bad oh, time. Sorry, I forgot to thank James Talia for calling in. <laughs> he was fantastic. Wasn't he, was he fantastic? Funny. Sorry. You- he, 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 he took my questions uh, really well. Um, same bad time, same bad channel next week. And hey, let's be careful out there. 